0: Okay, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in. This is Aaron Osman, and this is the Not Hebrew School Podcast. We are about to dive deep into the third book of the Torah, Sefer Vayikra. The first portion of Vayikra is called Vayikra. We're going to jump right in, but first, let us greet and thank our dear podcast, producer, Mr. Andrew Perlman. How are you doing, my friend Andrew? I'm doing great. It's a beautiful day here in uh, Philadelphia where I am. How are you doing, Rabbi? Thank God. Doing great and excited. Uh, we, You and I lasted for the first two whole books of the Torah and uh, making a podcast for each portion, which is an incredible thrill and incredible accomplishment. And I'll tell you the interesting idea uh, just based on the consistency. One of the greatest uh, there's many different sacrifices which we're going to talk about shortly, but uh, the Tumid was considered perhaps the most important, in a lot of ways, the most important uh, sacrifice. And the question is, it was why? Why is it so? Why? Why was it above a lot of, you know, perhaps ho- holiday sacrifices and other sacrifices? And the idea is that the Tumid was Tumid. Tumid means always. It was constant every day. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom. And the secret to success is consistency. It's not necessarily the big events, the big, you know, you know, you give a great class or you, you know, you, you have a big event or something, you have a thousand people there, whatever, consistent Torah. So uh, I'm very, very grateful that you have been my friend and, and colleague throughout this uh, process. And uh, we are now going to start book number three, Mr. Andrew Perlman, are you ready? I cannot wait. It's been a joy to speak with you every week. Hopefully, one day we'll meet in person. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> so so uh, I hope I hope you're not disappointed when you actually do meet me. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, my friend. So let us jump right in. So this week's Torah portion talks all about sacrifices. And sacrifices is such a strange thing to our modern sensitivities. Animal sacrifices, uh, you, know, uh, you know, it's almost barbaric. What we do in an animal sacrifice, we first you bring the animal to the temple and the owner leans their entire body on the head of the animal. And then the animal is slaughtered in front of the owner. And the animal is, is uh, skinned. You take off the skin. And then each limb separately is is burnt on the altar, and this is something called a carbon. And the carbon is a sacrifice, but it's not a good translation really, because the carbon really means uh, to come close. It brings us close to God, right? You know, you go to we go to synagogue on on you know on, uh, every day really, and every Shabbat and every holiday, and. The going to the synagogue and saying those prayers, my friend, are really just a substitute to the sacrifices, a sort of a poor substitute to the sacrifices. So it seems so strange that our ideal is to slaughter animals and bring them up to God. And since we don't have the Mizbech, and we don't have the base of we don't have the ability, the Holy Temple, we don't have the ability to bring the sacrifices. okay, so we'll talk about the sacrifices and the prayers, but the ideal is, and we actually end the prayers sort of like someone who's still hungry, and says, you know, please return the, the, the temple, so we can once again make sacrifices, so the ultimate way to get close to God is through the sacrifices, and the question is, it seems so strange, you know, the, the whole process, how does Sort of burning an animal to God, you know get us close to god and and uh and like sort of like what does God need we're sac, we're bringing we're giving an- God an animal does God need to eat the animal like is God hungry like we're giving a steak so how do we understand that number two, I think it's important to dive in and ask this question once we are talking about animal sacrifices and that you know animals are animals are people too I'm just kidding right animals are are alive and As loving, caring humans, right? The Jewish people are supposed to be so kind and loving and caring. Wouldn't it seem appropriate for Jews to be vegetarian or perhaps even vegan, right? That that uh, that why are we permitted to eat animals on a daily basis, uh, for the most part, and uh, and 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 even during the temple sacrifice animals and sometimes not even eat them, just burn them up to God. So let's try to understand. The concept of sacrifices. So here's how it goes, my friend. I actually heard a podcast. Somebody said that they give a class and they always pause for 20 minutes, 20 seconds to let let it sink in. So I thought, wow, that I really do that when I do the singing. I'm like, I'm trying to sort of and uh, let it sink into me. And then uh, and uh, but it's a great question. So let's try to try to jump in and give it an answer. Victor Miller says an amazing idea. Very often, you see, we are very disadvantaged. We are a hybrid, a body and a soul. That means that my true essence is not my body, my physical makeup, right? If you have somebody whose arm is amputated, they're not less of a person. If you have somebody who lost all their money, they're not less of a person, right? If you have somebody who is very outgoing and decides to become a little bit more introverted or a little you know quieter or funnier or more serious. He changes his personality. He's the same person. We are the same, we we are not our physical makeup. We essentially, me is my soul. I'm a piece of the infinite. I'm a body and a soul. The problem is that my soul can get very disadvantaged. In this world, my body has home court advantage. My body is, you know, I wake up in the morning and I'm hungry and they have a coffee. And then, uh, and then I don't know, I'm tired. I have a coffee and then I'm hungry and I have breakfast and I go to work and I have to do spreadsheets and sales and, and efforts and deadlines. And I'm working the whole time. And I come home and I have dinner and I watch TV and I, and I, uh, I don't know, check Instagram. And it's possible to go through the entire day without once acknowledging, expressing, Noticing our soul, what a tragedy that is! It's a very common thing, unfortunately. People can live their entire lives, you know, making money, living life, without ever expressing who they are. And if the Jewish mission, the Jew, the really the mission of of life is to be happy, and the mission of life, happiness certainly comes from self expression, from expressing who I am, it's important to give us a wake-up call, sort of a kick in the pants, like, hello, hello, wake up, wake up, wake up, you sleepy people from your, your, your sleep, and that is what the sacrifices do. You go to the temple and no matter how rich or how poor or how fancy you are and you know $3000 suits doesn't matter you bring your animal to the coin and 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 you have to lean on the animal you lean your entire weight on the animal sort of making that animal your messenger that this I'm alive this animal is alive and I'm leaning that my whole by on this animal, and I'm I'm realizing that I'm alive, and this whole animal is alive. And then the after I make this animal my messenger, like similar to on Shabbat, we'll pick up a cup of wine, we'll make a statement on the cup of wine, and then we'll drink the wine, sort of internalizing that message. So we bring the animal to the Cohen, we lean our body on the animal, and then we watch as the animal is slaughtered, and we realize, wow that animal was alive it's now dead and we are able to internalize a message that I'm alive I'm filled with thanks and gratitude to God that I'm alive this sheep again we're going to talk about in a minute why the sheep has to die for you to get that that lesson but this sheep this cow this 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 cow whatever is was alive and it's no longer alive but I'm still alive and I'm able to live. And I'm appreciating life. And I appreciate that God gave me life. And I talk to God, I say, thank you, God, for giving me life. You know, everybody talks about all the time about a guy in the hospital, you know, uh, you know, he, 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 God forbid, he got a, a bad news from the do- doctor. He says, you got a month to live. And he's sitting in his hospital room and he's looking down at the people. And he's like, I wish I could be there with those people. And those people are down there like, Oh, it's raining or I have to go to work or yeah, they're out of milk in the grocery store. I can't believe that guy cut me off at the red light. And and, and the guy up there, like, like, I would do anything to be in that mix. I would love to be absorbed in that. When a person sees an animal die, they realize how grateful they have to be for life and how, how much gratitude they have to have for God. And very fascinating, the animal is skinned. You know why the animal is skinned? Because the inside, the outside of an animal looks very different than a human, but the inside of an animal looks remarkably similar to human body parts. The animal is skinned so that the body parts, when they're sacrificed on the Mizbeach and burnt up to God, we see them, the lungs, the liver, the limbs, the heart, and we, we're, we see the limbs being sacrificed to God, and we appreciate each limb, and we say, wow, thank you, Hashem, that I have arms and legs, and I have a heart, and I have a liver, and I have kidneys, and, and, and each thing, like, wow, I never, even re- I never even thought about the fact that I have a liver or a kidneys, or I never even noticed that, and we see, we watch, it like, wow, and we sort of take inventory of our own body and wow, that's amazing. Thank you, Hashem, that I have life. And thank Hashem that I have a healthy heart. And thank Hashem I have healthy limbs. And thank Hashem that I have a healthy body. And each body part you are infused with thanks to Hashem for life. So that the person who came into the temple to bring the sacrifice is not at all the same as a person who left the temple. Because we are human physical beings. And when we see with our own eyes, even though we know logically I have a liver and I know I have a heart and I know I have life, but seeing a, some, something die and alive and dead and seeing the difference and seeing the beauty of having all these limbs infuses us with incredible gratitude and thanks to God. And that's the idea of the sacrifice. And that's why the prayer is nice, but it's only a substitute. Because the prayer doesn't give us that shock effect, that, whoa, that was amazing. That was really intense. Like, wow, I didn't realize how much I had to be grateful for. And that's what Robert Miller says, is the idea of the, of the sacrifice. Of course, there's, there's a, lot of, a lot of depth there. But, uh, but certainly, what a powerful image. You know, if you've ever experienced, you know, sometimes you, you know, I remember I was driving down the highway and the car right in front of me hit a deer. And it was like, it was so traumatic. It was like late at night. And I was like, I almost, like I was getting tired. But after that, I was like, I was like adrenaline, like, boom. I was like, you know, like, why? Because it was, uh, you know, I don't know if it died or not, but it was certainly a, a powerful, uh, you know, like, you, you, like somehow as human beings, we see death or, you know, something like that, it, that, it gives us, it, it's a shock effect. It's a, it's a powerful thing. And that's, that's the idea of the sacrifice. The question is, my dear friend, we need to ask ourselves, that's, that's, that's answer to number one. Let's do a quick song. That is question number one. Question number two is really, why does an animal have to die in order for me to get a lesson about life? And, uh, you know, even nowadays, right? Why are we permitted to eat animals? It seems like it would, the virtuous thing to do is to, you know, be a vegan or a vegetarian at least, right? So, why are we permitted to eat food? So, I would like to make the following argument from a Jewish lens that being a vegetarian or being a vegan is actually unethical to animals. It's improper and unethical to animals. La, la 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 how could it be that eat, that not eating animals is unethical to animals and this is what i would like to say my friend if we look at the world from a torah perspective from a jewish perspective the reason we're in this world is to reveal god in this world we are a piece of god and when i express my soul so then I am revealing God in this world. So for example, if somebody insults me, my, excuse me, my natural tendency is to insult them back. However, if I overcome my natural tendency and I allow my soul to, to dominate and say, you know what, I'm not going to insult them back. I just revealed God in this world. So the purpose of this world is to reveal God in this world. So theoretically, my friend, Mr. Andrew, if this is a theoretical question, obviously, if you have somebody, if the purpose of this world is to choose between right or wrong and reveal God in this world by expressing my soul, by acting in a godly way where people say, oh, wow, that's strange. Why would he do that? It, it seems that if a, in this theoretical case, if the purpose of life is to reveal God, then let's say somebody lived 100 years and never once revealed god but somebody else lived for 20 years and revealed god one time who in in the view that the purpose of this world is to reveal god the guy who's 100 never did the guy who's 20 did once who had a more successful life i guess the one who revealed god once is what my initial Answer would be so. So that's right. I mean, that's that's logical, right? If our goal is to reveal God through our ethical decision, and someone went through life without ever revealing God, so then he's he or she, right? So then there was a there was no point of living. And somebody who revealed God once, no matter how long he lived, he 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 accomplished the mission of life more. So in that vein, to understand the Jewish view of vegetarianism. You look at a cow, a cow, a sheep, a goat, whatever, can never reveal God. Why? Because they don't have ethical quandaries, right? A cow was never walking and said, "Well, I'd love some of that grass, but um, you know, it's not mine. I'm not going to eat it, or it's not kosher. I'm not going to eat it." Right? Cows don't make ethical decisions. Animals don't make ethical decisions. That's what differentiates us from animals. (coughs) Excuse me, that we can make. Ethical decisions. And therefore, when a cow dies, when even if it lives for 100 years or whatever, 30 years, however cows long, long cows live, they always die having zero opportunities to reveal God. But Mr. Andrew Perlman, if let's say somebody goes and slaughters a cow, and then eats the cow, and with that energy, reveals God because he ate that cow, or that milk, or whatever, whatever he, uh, whatever animal product he ate. Because he ate that animal, he now has the ability to reveal God in this world because he's healthy. It gave him energy, and he's now able to reveal God in this world. So then it would seem that the cow, instead of being a Zero is at one or two or three because it gave its life to reveal God in this world. What an incredible merit to be able to reveal God in this world. As a matter of fact, my friend, the Talmud says that if you are an Amhar, somebody who's, who's not doing good things, you have no right to eat animals. A wicked person must be a vegetarian. Why? Because what right do you have to use an animal? To give you energy to do bad. The animal was at zero, and now if you use the animal's energy to do bad, so now it's at under zero, it's at negative. But if I'm eating this animal in order to give me energy to do good, I'm actually doing the animal a favor. And therefore, it's unethical to not eat animals. And, and that's the same thing as with the sacrifices. Why should this cow or sheep um, die? Because, you know, to teach me a lesson, the answer is because I'm doing the sheep or cow whatever the greatest favor in the world the merit of revealing god now you know i understand people might be listening to this and and you know realize that we look at it in our sensitivities, our modern sensitivity you know i once heard a wise rabbi uh you know say he never gives his kids anthropomorphic books um you know because we grow up where animals are basically like humans they just you know like you know the Berenstein beers and you know the, the dad is you know, the, you know and the plumber is a is a pig and the and the farmer is a, is a sheep whatever right and and we sort of grow up on these things and we sort of look at animals as a you know as sort of people with different shapes but if we look at animals and we look at the world in a Jewish lens that we say hey the purpose of life is to Um, is to reveal God. So then animals do not have that opportunity, but we could share that opportunity with animals by using the energy we get from eating that animals or from sacrificing animals to improve ourselves and thereby reveal God in the world. And therefore we're doing these animals the greatest favor possible. What do you say, my friend, Andrew? I think it's uh, a... uh valid line of thought like i think it's uh i could hear how someone would disagree with it but in terms of looking at it from a jewish framework i think it totally makes sense that it's because we do have a tendency to anthropomorphize animals and they're not humans um of course when you're looking at anything you, need a, you can't just look at it in a vacuum. You have to look at it as the whole process. So according to Judaism, the purpose of life is to actualize myself, to not just live as a body, but to live as a soul. And every time I reveal my soul, I'm revealing godliness in the world. And that's the purpose of life. So therefore, you're looking at everything in that perspective. Everything you know makes sense to you know eating animals, sacrificing animals, because we're giving the animals the opportunity to reveal God in this world. And that's that's the ultimate kindness, ultimate good, is if I reveal, you know, there's a, a, a beautiful, you know, there's a uh, there's a, a beautiful story about the Chavetz Chaim. The Chavetz Chaim was collecting money for his yeshiva in um, uh, uh, I'm not sure exactly where the yeshiva was, but he was he was raising money. And somebody, the, if you know who the Chavetz Chaim was, he passed away in the 1930s. Um, and, uh, you know, he was a great, 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 you know, kind, wise, Sage wrote many, many holy books that we study still today. And he was collecting money for his yeshiva, and somebody wanted to give him a massive donation. He said, he said I'll pay for the whole thing. And Rabbi Kagan said, No, you, you know, it's not fair. You have to spread the wealth, you have to let other people contribute. You can't take all the honor of supporting a yeshiva by yourself. You have to, like, who does that? Like, what? Fundraiser wouldn't be delighted instead of having a thousand donors, you have one donor. That's like the easiest thing in the world. But the, the rabbi said no, you have to spread the wealth. So, in the same way, we have to look at animals, and unfortunately, they don't have the opportunity to choose between right and wrong, good and bad, and they don't therefore they don't have the opportunity to to do to do good. And therefore, we need to sort of include them in our in, in our lives. By consuming them, but we have a responsibility when consuming them to make sure to do only good with that energy because they gave their life for you to reveal God for them, and you can't drop the ball, they're counting on us. La 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 Okay, my friends, thank you so much for tuning in. Again, my name is Aaron Eisman. This is the not. Hebrew School podcast. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out, Rabbi E at meor org. Please, if you can, rate us on Apple, iTunes. Andrew, where do they rate us on uh, on the podcast app or on Spotify? Rate us, and hopefully we will merit to have lots of people inspired by words of Torah. Thank you so much for tuning in. Mr. Andrew Perlman. thanks for being here. Everybody have a beautiful Shabbat.